Hello all. Welcome to episode 18 of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. This is Vasant and today in addition to our regular group of Ram and Vijay and myself, we also have with us Anand for another episode. Anand as you know is a very avid cricket fan and in particular an ardent supporter of Team India. In today's episode, we will share our thoughts on what we think is the way forward for our test and ODI teams. We're going to stay away from the T20 teams for now. Test cricket has changed. The frenetic intensity of England, the efficiency of Australia, the persistence of New Zealand, it is very clear that the format has changed and changed for the better. I think the question for us is whether we have reached a point where a 2013 like transition is needed, especially for the batting unit. While it would be churlish to ignore the contributions of Sharma, Kohli, Pujara and Rahane over the years, the time might have come to bite the bullet and make a conscious transition. We most certainly have enough players on the sidelines, but we simply do not know if they are ready for the topmost level of the sport. The only way would be for a conscious move to start the transition now. Yes, unlike 2013, we have the additional complication of the World Test Championship cycles. It is very possible that some of the newcomers may not pan out and we might see a debilitating impact on our chances in WTC3. But do we have much of a choice? The bowling unit issues seem to be more a matter of our seam bowling unit unraveling over the last 2 years, which is a different matter. Ram, your thoughts? Yes, let's start with the recently announced West Indies set of selections and I'm sorry to say there are so many of those selections that I disagree with. This for us would have been that wonderful opportunity at the end of a cycle a two year cycle coming up. This would have been a great 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 opportunity to hit the reset button. do something about your non performing middle order and we missed the bus the anyway so before i turn negative and start ranting i should i should say a couple of good things about the selections one i am extremely extremely happy to see yashasvi jaiswal in the squad i mean jaiswal you know possible true all format player for me wonderful record despite just being 21 years old in fact he had made his list a debut for mumbai which is no mean feat in itself as a 17 year old kid uh, had a one day 100 i mean that to a big one a daddy 100 180ish uh, 100 that he made in a list a game for bombay even before he played the u19 world cup so by the time he was actually coming into the u19 world cup i mean he was basically an established first class pro and sure enough that showed up in the way he played the world cup i mean he made the max runs india didn't win but jaiswal i think was a player of the series with the most runs so I am super super gangho I am very very long on Yashasvi Jaiswal and I'm so glad he's in the squad then let's quickly cover a couple of decisions being made on the bowling side you know I had this niggling concern that there weren't enough red ball fast bowlers coming up the ranks and I think that is kind of showing because you know the selections basically have navdeep saini mukesh kumar as the two people who've made their way into the test squad now that they've decided to drop umesh yadav as well as drop rest or whatever be the case mohammad shami and and these two guys have sort of made you know their their entry in there and then of course you know the the oft discussed you know decision around pujara 
103 tests, average of 43, 44, I think is where he is right now. I think they were sort of waiting for him to finish playing those 100 tests so that they could, you know, ease him out. Very similar to what they did with Ishan Sharma. We, we will never know if he's been formally retired out or whether he's going to be in the picture or whether it's, is there any point for Pujara to go back and play the Dulit Trophy, which apparently he's going to do, and whether that would help him come back into the squad. We don't know any of those things. But, I mean, I think he was that easy target that the selectors could easily drop without there being a lot of chatter or questions around it. Those are initial thoughts. I mean, Anand, your thoughts in the meantime? I suppose Pujara can go back to CSK, play well next year and make a, you know, grand entrance into the test team again. I, I, I'm probably one of the very few who are happy that Tane is back as vice-captain. Hopefully he'll make, you know, good use of his opportunity. We talked about the median age and average age of the last test team. It's looking better from that perspective for the West Indies team. I read that. I've never seen Mukesh Kumar ball, but apparently Mukesh Kumar has modeled himself after Hazelwood. So I don't know if he's that accurate and if he can, you know, pin an end. That's something exciting to look forward to at this point, I think. It is sad that between Rohit, Virat and Pujara, it's Pujara who's going to go first. But I suppose at the end of the day, the other two have much more box office pull than Pujara does. But that's where it stands. I'm moderately optimistic about this team. Hopefully one of the two left-hand seamers get a chance to perform at the West Indies and, and do their do their best. That's my hope. I actually have yeah. a theory on Rahane. And I mean, because if you really look at it, the, I mean, we have our two box office stars, like you said. Rane is not quite that box office star, but yet he is, you know, 35 years old, successfully made a comeback, did well to give him credit in the WTC final. Right. I think one of the other reasons that Rahane is back in the side is because we do need some sort of backup option from a captaincy perspective. I strongly feel that Rohit, given his injuries and the number of tests that he has missed in the last year, isn't going to last the full two years. Somewhere along the way, something is going to give, probably his fitness, and we will see the last of Rohit. Either that will happen, or India will uh, you know, not make it big in the World Cup, and Rohit Sharma will be summarily dumped. One of these two things is likely to happen. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, truly, you know, the only real captaincy option we have is Rahane, because there are four other people who did the captaincy in the last two years. One, of course, was Kohli. He's not coming back. The other one is Rahul. He didn't do all that well. Just played Bumra captain in this one game. And we know how that went. We lost rather badly. Which kind of brings us back to Rahane. I mean, if, even if Rahane fails with the bat, he could still be our Mike Blairly. Yeah. Right? And, and, and at least insofar as the next two-year cycle is concerned, with a possible Rohit exit stemming. I mean, they haven't done it now. But I think you know, after the World Cup, particularly if India loses, public opinion sentiment will be rather strong for the selectors to do something about Rohit Sharma. And at that point, he will be left looking and searching for a test captain as much as a one-day captain. Uh, so, have that theory about Rohit. I have two things, right? One is, for good of a bat, Rohit is one of our better performing batsmen. Actually, yes. <laughs> That's one. The second thing is this hilarious tweet that somebody posted that if Pat Cummins' foot was that one inch closer to the crease, it would be Rahane who's retiring and not Pujara, right? Yeah. 
but I, I agree with whatever you say. I mean, Rahane had this, maybe it's happenstance, maybe it was, you know, whenever he has captain, the team has done well. They have... Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, captaincy so, jobs, I mean, he's by far one of the better bets we have. I mean, I would blindly accept him as captain any day. It's his batting that I'm a little suspect about, which is the whole Mike Bailey joke thing. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I would truly, I mean, if he didn't have any other options, I would take Rani as captain. See, I mean, we saw it in the IPL. Dhoni didn't do much as a player. But his presence, his ability to move the bowlers around, the field around, move the umpires around, all that helped. Vijay? It is like a Davis Cup, right? You have a non-playing captain <laughs> in tennis. Let's not go that far, okay? <laughs> for, for a while, that's how I saw Ganguly as the Davis Cup kind of captain, non-playing captain. <laughs> but for me, this this is what West Indies short series actually, right? Just two tests will be over in a matter of 10 days, July 12th through July 24th. Even if it extends to the full five days for both tests, I don't think they will be stretched that much by the West Indies team. That's why I think it was an opportunity for them to try out a few things, set up captaincy bridge, whoever they think is going to be the next captain. Let's identify this guy. But right now, everything is very well residing with the lobby between Rohit and Rahane. So, they, 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 that's not going away. Then the surprise factor, I guess after he got dropped, it looked like a bit of a surprise that Pujara got dropped. I thought he'll be the one who'll probably last one more series. Maybe he'll come back for a later series down under or something like that. But uh, retaining Thakur to me looked very defensive. That doesn't have a role if both Ashwin and Jadeja are going to play. And they will play in West Indies, like we saw last time. I, I guess Saini was not a big surprise as well. He did well in the last India A Tour. Yeah, with a bat as well, if, if you remember. <laughs> he scored a 50, I think, coming in at number 9 or 10. So, I think overall, this team can prevail. Especially if the West, Indies, West Indians are still struggling to find a full-fledged squad. To, to play them. That leaves us with really like, you know, what is the whole point of Kohli for these games, right? What is he going to achieve here? I think we're just stretching the inevitable at this point. There was the, the Fab Four, as they called it, not just now, but maybe the Fab Four have been going on for a good five, six years now, right? Joe Root is really at the top right now. And this guy has scored only one century, the last test uh, century so far. So, very much a fading star at the point. And I think it's Indian cricket, man. They're struggling to let go of a few people. They're not able to make those bold decisions even for a short series. Yeah, I think just to conclude that, that not having too many expectations coming out of this, they're not doing any experimentations that keeps me interested in this particular series other than to see how Gil, Jaiswal, the other young people, there's no other young person, right? Maybe Bharat, how these guys start sharing the burden, right? May Some I throw Jaiswal. in the name of Ruturaj Gaikwad, who is now... You think he'll get a game? No. I, I mean, doubt if he'll get a game. No. I mean, unless they sit Kohli down, highly <laughs> likely, let's say, yeah. right? 
Rituraj Gaikwad isn't going to get again. But but that, I mean, that, but the selection of Rituraj Gaikwad is the classic example of what's wrong with the selection panel, with or without Chetan Jarma in it, right? I mean, the guy doesn't necessarily have an awesome first-class record. There are literally 10 to 20 people who have a better record than he does. The sole reason he's made it into the test team is because somebody's had a chance to observe him very closely in the IPL. Yeah. He plays fast bowling like a boss, at least in the IPL. And that helps make a case, right? You feel bad for the Sarfrazes and the Priyank Panchals and the Abhi Ishwarans of the world, you know, all of whom actually have a better personal record than... But the moment he was put in the standbys list for the WTC final, we should have probably known this was likely coming. Yeah. Right? Once they decided to char- take to Pujara out and find the next guy, it was going to be pretty much... So, but long answer to your question, Vijay, as to who are the other new kids in the West Indies Red Ball squad, Rutharaj Gaikwad is one of them. Ram, you're missing yeah. like in, in Ranji Trophy 2023, the two names, Mayank Agarwal and Hanuma Vihari, who ah, yes. are in the top five or six batters this year. I don't even remember what they did wrong to be dropped. <laughs> to be fair, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. a couple of things. I mean, the... Surprise to me was Iswaran not making it because I thought he had the inside track on making it. Maybe there's more to it. If you all remember, he was in the standbys in 2021 and the then team management decided that they will do a Kona corner for him and then <laughs> brought in Sky and Prithi Shaw as cover for the fourth or the fifth test. So somewhere down the line, Ishwaran is not very popular with whatever team management was there then. Now, about the two tests themselves, there has not been any test in Rosso, which is in Dominica, for the last five years. Yeah. And there has been no test in Port of Spain for the last five or six years. Wow. So, essentially, we are looking at grounds where nobody knows what's going to happen with the red ball stuff. <laughs> The last time we played in 2019, Ashwin did not play. We played one spinner, but we had Hanuma Vihari as the backup spinner. Which we, and batting number at six. batting at number six. Batting. We batted and played an extra batter. And that is what made them have a balance with the team. But the games were no contest because the West Indies just couldn't handle Jaspreet Bumrah. But the series before that... Ashwin just completely destroyed them. He hit two hundreds with Ashwin the bat. The with bat yeah, and ball. Two hundreds with the bat, some seventeen wickets with the ball, and that two two of the tests were rained off. So this was utter domination by one player. So let's see what happens because Port of Spain traditionally is a slow spinning track. So playing two spinners might make a lot of sense. Russo, I don't know how it has been playing over the years. This Russo Dominica place is such a middle of nowhere type of place. I looked up just on a complete whim flights from Seattle to this place. It takes me 24 hours to get there. Does it involve swimming somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very interested to see what the West Indies Cricket Board will do about the pitches. They might be disinclined to provide stunners. But that they might also be disinclined to provide anything that supports fast bowling either. So we might see the pitches like way back when, when Ridley Jacobs hit some hundreds and Ajay Ratra hit hundreds and 
every team scored some 8000 runs per innings or something like that exactly the old antigua stadium but, but at dominica you know who's the first guy to get a five wicket haul this what your favorite the guy who you put to pasture isham sharma back in 2011 oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness <laughs> i think the choices were are they going to be brave and make major changes factoring in the longer term or they going to take the easy way out so as to not ruffle the feathers of the millions of followers of two individuals and we got the answer not a surprise the fact of the matter it just rates the fact that virat and rohit will just like ms dhoni and sachin tendulkar never be dropped and they will leave the team on their own which means you have to put up with them for as long as they think they are good enough no matter what anybody else thinks and which also means sarfraz khan may as well migrate to belarus to play cricket <laughs> Oh, he could go to Romania. He could go to Romania. Pavel Saab is always there to help. And guess what? Somewhere down the line, Shreyas Air will return. He'll come back. He'll so, yeah. I mean, Anand said this a little while ago. I mean, I certainly feel Hanuma Vihari was given a very, very raw deal. I mean, he played 16 tests. Only two of them were at home. 14 tests away from home. I mean, he... No, but Ram, there is no guarantee all his body parts will arrive, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fact, uh, his, the last time he played on a cricket field, he was batting with one hand because he broke the other. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he now and he's got a captain in the south zone in the Delhi. So we'll see. Yeah. What you have to also remember is the last tour we made to West Indies. Hanuma Vihari scored ninety-three in one test and a hundred in the other test. I think Mayank Agarwal was also among runs, right? That series. No, Mayank did not make a lot of runs in that series. Yeah. But though he he and Rahul opened. Ajinkya Rahane made a lot of runs. Ajinkya made. That Rahane saved his spot for another two years. Yes, yes exactly right. Pasan, when England last toured West Indies, and West Indies beat them, yes, the birth birth of baseball or baseball. What were the pitches like for that tour? I can't remember. I think they were quick pitches. They were helping fast bowlers because West Indies doesn't have any spinners. Neither does England for that matter. It was a 1-0 series, I think, if I'm not mistaken, with two draws. It was just more a case of England playing badly than West Indies playing well. And we are not playing in any of those venues. That series had Antigua, Barbados and Grenada. Granada. Granada. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I mean, it's been so many years. Nobody knows how Russo and uh, Port of Spain will play out. But I do think that there's a gentleman who will be in the commentary box in Port of Spain. Just give him a bat and ask him to bat. You think Mr. Lara will do commentary in Port of Spain? No. There's the other gentleman from our side, Mr. Sunil Gavaskar. Oh, Gavaskar. He has the highest score there. Still holding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that true? That 220 yeah, yeah. made it. Yes, 220 is still the highest score of the tournament. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it, it's not a ground. I would love to go. Anyway, that is also the venue where we lost to Bangladesh. Oh God! <laughs> the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so something that they still keep talking about because they have not had anything else to talk about. 
Oh, talking of Bangladesh, there was this hilarious episode at the end of the Afghanistan match. Our friend Taskin Ahmed bowls. There's an appeal for a caught behind. Umpire gives it out. And then these guys are already halfway back to the pavilion. The guy does a DRS. The ball was nowhere near the bat. Not even in the same postal code. Okay. Then Taskin Ahmed comes again, bowls the next ball. Full toss straight onto the bales. Again, celebration. Again, overjoyed. Third umpire intervenes and says the ball lobbed over this guy's waist and landed. So it's a no ball. So again, Tuskin Ahmed goes back to bowl. And Ashwin would have re-reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> and two balls later, Tuskin Ahmed hits the guy and injures his hand. That guy walks away saying, enough. No mass. That is how that game ended. It's funny. But talking of West Indies, before we move on to talking about the ODI team, we have to talk about the ODI of the year, or at least the ODI of today morning, maybe. What an outstanding game. Incredible. Incidentally, it is available on ESPN+, Plus, which I didn't know. So I couldn't see the last part of the game. So I, my brother-in-law from India, he parked his phone in front of the TV so that I could see the game through his phone. <laughs> Towards the end. But I swear, the most successful Andhra batsman was in show. Teja Nidamanuru. Nidamanuru. Nidamanuru, yes. What an innings that was. Some of the hitting was spectacular. Crazy, huh? I mean, I, I was tracking the game now and then. I mean, it was early in the morning. And at some point, they needed to score at about 12. Mm-hmm. And this this chap, Nida Maduru, with one more guy. Scott Edwards. I think 150 runs in 15 overs. Or yeah, Scott overs. Edwards. That's their captain. I saw the score. I said, okay, forget it. And I actually said, okay, fine. West Indies is going in with the two points. And then a little later, I noticed these guys are not getting out. And then they kept on not getting out. Then I said, okay, let me go and find out what's going on. And then I started tracking. Phenomenal. And the best part is, apparently, several of their regulars, six to eight of their regulars, are not in the team. They are having some county commitments. And apparently, although they can pull them out, the county said, we will nix your contract if you go. So these guys didn't get to play for Netherlands. And they brought back this guy called Wesley Baresi. Wesley Baresi, some 37-year-old guy. Who's saying the 37-year-olds can't play cricket? Okay. Anyway, some 37... 39, 39. 39, is it? Okay. The guy comes back. I was surprised to see him coming to bat because I knew that this guy had never played for years. He came and these guys didn't let go. And finally, of course, Logan Van Beek. I will bowl, I will bat, I will do everything. There's 30 runs in a super over. And Jason Holder, if you thought that the 31 runs that ABD hit of him at Sydney in 2015 was bad, this looked worse. At least there it was ABD hitting you with some innovative shots. Here, this was just like poor bowling and some Dutch Kiwi hitting him. So, I mean, firstly, the very choice of Jason Holder bowling was suspect. Uh, Alzari Joseph had just finished a fantastic last over. He managed to prevent five runs from being scored of six balls in the last over. 
and he was the guy who was sort of running in and he was in form so why he didn't bowl that super over is a question mark then no man going into the no no opening the batting you know for holder going into the super over for the first 50 overs he had the best economy oh of okay. of everybody so <laughs> Then he decided to spoil that for everybody. <laughs> Good match. I mean, even though I couldn't get to watch it. As things stand, Zimbabwe is, has four points and I think a run rate of 0.94, positive. Netherlands has two points with a run rate of 0.5 or something. It really doesn't matter that much now. West Indies is zero. On the other side, Oman is definitely with zero points and the winner of the Sri Lanka-Scotland match will pick up Four points, while the loser will take in two points for the next round. Varindu Hasaranga deserves a mention. Taking five wicket haul after five wicket haul, a whole bunch of wickets. Until somebody posted his stats. Against all regular playing teams, he doesn't take any wickets, he gets thrashed. Oh. <laughs> all these wickets come against the minnows. So, I'm not so sure what's going to happen when he's going to bowl to West Indians. Maybe they'll have it in for him. So, so does West Indies have a chance at all, Vasan? Big question. Mathematically, yes. Yeah, mathematically, yeah. Ah, it's like so straightforward. It's like Isa la kapnam de, same thing. <laughs> mathematically, uh, Virat can retire. <laughs> Just as unlikely. Okay. <laughs> so now that we started talking about the ODIs. Let's talk a little bit about the West Indies-bound Indian ODI team. Now, that's important because we have a World Cup coming up later. A few months ago, Rahul Dravid said, hey, we have narrowed down our pool of potential candidates for the tournament. So, it's important to see what's going on. And we just hear that a few players are beginning to come back for white ball cricket. I think Jaspreet Bumrah is slated to come back to play in Ireland some T20 games. Apparently, he's 70% fit. Now, I, I don't know if it's a smart thing or a not-so-smart thing to take a, to make a guy who's 70% fit to play, but they know more about... <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, you know, when back in the day when Akram, these guys had fitness issues, they would shorten their run-up. What oh, would Bumrah do? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we bowl with an even shorter run-up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this West Indies series, I think, will be the start of the process of the culling or the whittling for the team. This team has five batters. Sharma, Kohli, Gil, Sky and Gaikwad. Two. No Rahane. Right? No Rahane. Okay. Then two keepers. One, I'll not play Duleep Kishan <laughs> and Sanju Samson. Two all-rounders in Hardik Pandya, the newly minted vice-captain, and Jadeja. Three spinners, Aksar, Kuldeep, and Chahal. And five seamers, Siraj, Thakur, why, I don't know, Mukesh, Malik, and Unadkat. The people who might return to action are Rahul, don't forget about him, Bumrah, Ayer, Shami. Did I leave anyone out? Yeah, that's pretty much outside of this group. The people who are likely to come back. 
So yeah, that's our pool of twenty-one to twenty-two, from which we are going to pick up the fifteen yeah. for the tournament. Ram, your thoughts? Yeah, I think under the circumstances and given all these injuries, these guys, the selectors, have done a much better job with the ODI team than they have with the Test team, right? The four that you named out of commission right now: Rahul, Bumrah, Ayer, and Shami. All of them are first choices. They will play in the eleven if they are fit, right? And we don't know where they are with respect to to fitness, but if they do, you know, if they are able to get fit by the time we play the World Cup, and if they are able to squeak a few games in, they are in. So that's that. I think the backups that they've picked for this series are basically Samson, Unatkat, Gaikwad, and I don't know one of Umran, Mukesh, whichever you want to call it. I think Mukesh may just have been called in into the one-day team for the first time. Gaikwad, I mean, I was not all that much of a fan of Gaikard being in the in the test team but i'm certainly a fan of him being in the one day team he is he's got phenomenal hazare numbers and everything so that that's a, a pretty good selection when you look at the test team you look at all these people who you really feel bad for and i couldn't come up with a big long list of people i really feel bad for in this one day team probably one exception would be that of ashdeep uh, he showed up at the t20 world cup he was quite good and maybe there was an opportunity to include him ahead of a mukesh kumar that would kind of have given us two left arms in the form of unatkat and uh, and, and arshdeep but they have for whatever reason chosen not to go down that path and i, I also saw that arshdeep was a right now playing red ball in england so that's not a bad thing either if he wants to go sort of hone his red ball skills a little bit mm-hmm. uh, we really do need you know everybody to step up and play red ball so i think uh, arshdeep doing that is not a bad sign between ishan and samson i suspect they will play samson because he's the role or the guy that is closer to rahul and they wouldn't want to disturb that balance you know ishan kishan if he doesn't play at the top of the order is not useful as a batter at all so they will try to use sanju samson in the middle order as like a late order finisher 5 6 perhaps between him and pandya and he will keep wicket so i expect him to play and not ishan kishan is is basically some thoughts that i had looking at the squad I was just surprised the Jaiswal didn't retain him for the ODI squad. Mm, I mean, yeah. why not, right? So <laughs> he is known as a white ball player right now. He's not there. Then I, I mean, I, I thought that Dan Kishan, uh, basically, I mean, a lefty to begin with, opener, so could be a foil. But these are just three games, right? How many? Right, I don't yeah. see a lot of a lot of guys getting opportunities. So. missing out on a few guys could be just a pure uh, fiscal responsibility of not buying too many tickets at the end of the day just retain a few yeah, guys from the test squad 17 vijay vijay yeah yeah exactly yep yeah. now of the 17 except ashwin everybody else is uh, bharat as well right okay saini as well so i thought they try to just optimize the squad for the full series maybe not yeah but we also got the t20 team coming up right So there is chatter that Rinku is going to be in that unit. Oh, a big blow to all the fantasy cricket players if he gets selected. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> did we did we forget that Ishan Kishan scored the fastest double century in our day? That not that long ago. Yeah, but opening the innings. That, that's a problem. The guy, the moment you shove this guy into the middle order, he's stopping England's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So unless your case is that. you know one of rohit or gil give way to ishan kishan yeah it's not going to be that best backup option only yeah, yeah the hope is yeah. for him is that rohit pulls somebody part 
and then he opens yeah. with Gill. So you have the left-right combination. You have the keeper. These two are great friends, and there you go. And, and you have a captain in Hardik Pandya. Every time Rohit or Virat gets injured in in any format, the outcome seems to be more positive. <laughs> which, is, which is very sad given the kind of form Rohit was in the 20, 2019 World Cup, right? Yeah, same here. I mean, I don't know why Jaiswal is not in the ODI team. Perhaps they have to rotate all these players. I really hope Sky finds his rhythm, yeah. his place in the ODI team. He's not that young anymore. Hopefully, he can play this World Cup and the next one. On paper, this definitely looks better than our test team. However, I'm not sure if this is good enough to beat Australia or or England, but we'll see. Yeah. The challenge is beating England because those guys bat until number 11. One thing is getting out playing basketball and test cricket. But here, they only like to bat 50 overs. So that's 400 runs for you, right? Oh, I just realized that the 11 that is playing... That or the or the eleven that might play in West Indies are six players from 2019, and if Rahul, Bumrah, Ayer, Shami come back, I think we'll have nine players out of the 2019 World Cup play in the 2023 World Cup. That seems very interesting. A yeah. country full of youngsters, pretty much majority of the team that played 2019 is going to play again, and the players mm-hmm. missing are. People like, you know, and Kumar and Kedar Jadav and Vijay Shankar and Dinesh Karthik. Those are the people who are left out. The rest are all there. Everybody else is there. Yes. Everybody so, else is there. Pant might no Pant. Yeah, no Pant. Yeah, Pant, yeah. no Pant. And it all comes back to the same old situation where there are two gentlemen, the chronically injured and the constantly underperforming individuals who are playing in the top three, who are occupying spots. Beautiful choice. Yep. <laughs> and the article was very funny because so carefully she wrote to avoid getting flack from the what yeah, fans. Fan but I look, she already seems to have got some. That's why she wrote that first line. At the end, put a star and say, no, it is just a joke. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Wow, the amount of, you know, covering and caveats people have to write. To write a simple article criticizing the two biggest names. You forget the third guy, except that he doesn't play. That's Dhoni. The fans of these three guys, not the players themselves, the fans of these three guys are so toxic. It's just ridiculous. So you can't even dare to say anything about any of these guys. So that's tough being a sports writer if you want to say something logically. So before we go, quick round of who will your 11 look like for both the one days and the tests For the one days, I will go with Rohit, Gil, Kohli, Pandya, Sky, Samson. And then we have the bowlers, Jadeja and then whoever. I mean, they just keep on rotating the bowlers. We have Jadeja, Aksar, Chahal, Kuldeep. So, four spinners. Aksar is not probably not going to play because there's no point playing Jadeja and Aksar. Mm. So, it's Chahal. Yeah. That's what you think. <laughs> That's what I think too. I agree with Anand. Of course, anything may happen. Yeah. Right? But Aksar they will, will play, play one, of, one of the Kulchas, they will play. Yeah. Like, full or Chahal. 
I mean, depending on the load management, I think they'll sit out Siraj for the last two one day years. Mm. They're kind of inconsequential, you know. What do they lose by playing? Uh, maybe give six, seven overs to Pandya and stack it with batters, right? So why not? So uh, th- that's uh, the only thing I uh, am differing from. But I think Aksar will play, man. Aksar, whether Jadeja plays or not, Aksar will play. Uh, white ball. Mm. They 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 kind of see him as the next player. as the next Jadeja. Um, can as the next Jadeja. Can, can Hardik bowl six overs? Yeah, he can. Uh, just for one game, one game. That's his quota, right? One game he'll bowl six overs. That's his quota. Hey, to give him credit, he did bowl his full quota of four overs in multiple games for Gujarat Titans. But there are games where he didn't bowl a single ball at all. Is yes, that is also true. Yeah. Yes. So he swings from sublime to ridiculous. So you don't know which Pandya will land up on the day of the game. You don't know that. And only new ball. He doesn't come after that. Correct. <laughs> ah, so when he's the captain, he can make these calls. But when he's playing under Rohit Sharma, will Rohit Sharma give him the new ball is a question. Man, one day follows this match, man. Let's see if Rohit Sharma... <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying, Vijay, is that Hardik will be the captain. in the one day series ah. so he will give himself bowling and he will also come one down for batting yeah, same yeah. thing like arms uh, neighborhood uh, bully opening batting opening ball hardik is another good example what about the test team vasan test teams test team i i just think one change jaiswal coming in for our friend pujara pujara and they'll play the the second spinner ahead of takor and then whoever are the fast bowlers who are there they'll play so so will mukesh kumar or saini get to bowl a lot i think so saini they'll have to right i think they do need to accommodate one of them in the team because shami is not there so siraj unak and then one of mukesh one of mukesh or, and uh, or uh, saini saini okay. and then uh, so you decided not to play lord takor Yeah. No, no. I have decided not to play Lord Takur, but the Lords that matter may not decide. Think about it that way. Now, the ultimate would be if they drop Ashwin for that. In which case, <laughs> there will be the ultimate insult. So, no Takur, but if we play Ashwin Jadeja, we get two bowlers and three batters. So, question: What price Jaiswal opening and Gill dropping down to three? I don't see that. You don't see that happening. I don't see that for his debut game. Okay. Maybe I mean, eventually Gill will settle down to three or four, but I don't see it happening now. Four? I mean, You're saying four? Once, once the inevitable happens, Gill's our, uh, Gill's, Gill's our... kids will be in college by then. <laughs> or when Virat Kohli starts playing for CSK, Gill will finally bat at number four for India. He should always be three. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Let me get this out. Our number three will always be a wall. Dravid, Pujara and Jaiswal. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is going to be interesting, right? How many, after nearly what, 20, like 5, 30 years, we'll have a score run scorer as number three. A, a what as number three? A free run scorer as number three. Yeah, probably. Right? Like almost every other test team, if you look at it, Labushin plays at three. Labushin pushed Smith out of number three because yeah. he's a free scorer, you know. India is probably the only team who's playing Pujara like remnant of the past at three. I, I can't think of any other team. Maybe, you know, Root. Root is reverse, reverse scooping, Pat Cummins over deep third man for six at number three. First ball of the morning, fifth day. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and he's supposed to be the conservative batter there, right? This is it. This is the end of uh, the number three, the wall in the I mean, perhaps. So, uh, right, Williamson is has a three. career strike rate of about 70 in first class cricket, which is very, yeah. very good. Yeah, uh, Williamson is there. The whole K- point you're making around free scoring. K- Kane is there. That's true. Kane moves the scoring pretty rapidly. If he wants what? to, yeah. Well, does he ever batted three? Yes, he did, I think. Or at least, uh, one day cricket, he batted at three. Uh, tests, I... I'm asking test. Yeah, but Azhar was a very free-scoring batter. So, I mean, Azhar and Dravid overlapped significantly, right? So, I don't know if... Once Dravid, once Dravid came into number three... Dravid started at seven, right? Behind Ganguly in 96. Dravid came in at seven. And then slowly he made his way up to three. Did he? Play a specialist batter like Dravid at seven. We did. And we went four bowlers. We did. I... Yeah, Ganguly was a bowler. Ganguly was oh. the fifth bowler. And Sachin was there. 1996, we were five down when the big stand between Dravid and Ganguly happened. Ganguly hit a century and Dravid did not. 95. Yeah, 95, 96. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody we had to wait for the last tour of England to finally make a 100 at Lords. For a while, he and Devon swapped places. Well, what's the big thing about 100 at Lords, man? Because there's one name that is not there on the Lords board. That is Lords problem, not our problem. <laughs> yeah. That's what Harsha Bogle claimed. <laughs> So, Anand, I'm looking it up. How many innings did Azuruddin play at number three? He has played, but mm. very minimal. He has played like four tests out of 99 at number three. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, he's a number five batter for the most part. Labushin, I think, has made it to the Fab Four currently, in my Must opinion. Be. Absolutely. Certainly, he's displaced Oli. Yeah. No, uh, he didn't pass the India test, right? Hardly did anything in India. He had some runs, I think. It was not great. But then who scored? Nobody scored until the last test. Then everybody and their uncle scored. Even Bharat scored 44 in the last test. This episode is staying true to the infidel. uh, (laughs) (laughs) With that, we come to the end of our 18th episode. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Our hosts for this podcast are Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian, Ramakrishnan Jiyar, Anand Kumar Shankaran, and Vasant Kumar. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.